Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Welcome, dear listeners. We're delighted to have our favorite guest, Dr. Benjamin Smith, back with us today. Let's extend a warm welcome to this esteemed scientific journal editor. Could you please greet our audience, Dr. Smith? It's a pleasure to be here once again, and hello to all our listeners. Thank you for having me, Connie. In our previous episode, we delved into the topic of vasculogenesis occurring in embryos, where blood cells are generated by a series of embryonic organs. We discussed the emergence of primitive erythrocytes and endothelial progenitor cells from bipotent hemangioblasts, as well as the derivation of hematopoietic stem cells and endothelial progenitor cells from the hemogenic endothelium. We also explored the capabilities of these progenitors in hematopoiesis, vasculogenesis, and angiogenesis. Today, our focus shifts to human embryonic stem cells as a source of vascular progenitor cells. How should we begin, Benjamin? Let's approach this topic from two angles, spontaneous differentiation and induced differentiation. Human embryonic stem cells have the potential for both spontaneous and induced differentiation in both two-dimensional and three-dimensional cultures. Two-dimensional cultures involve cell adherence, while three-dimensional cultures involve cell-cell contact. Within these cultures, human embryonic stem cells can spontaneously differentiate into human embryoid bodies, which encompass tissues of various lineages, including endodermal, ectodermal, and mesodermal origin. Researchers have developed experimental methods to explore the endothelial potential of human embryonic stem cells. In several studies, undifferentiated human embryonic stem cells were injected into severe combined immunodeficient mice, resulting in the formation of teratomas. These teratomas contain various blood vessels with smaller diameter vessels located at their centers. Thus, Teratoma formation from human embryonic stem cells involves two parallel vascular processes, angiogenesis from the host vasculature into the developing human teratoma and vasculogenesis originating from spontaneously differentiating human embryonic stem cells. I understand that human embryoid bodies are formed through the spontaneous differentiation of human embryonic stem cells. How is their potential to become endothelial cells reflected? The endothelial potential of human embryoid bodies can be assessed through the expression of endothelial cell surface markers, which can identify subsets of primary endothelium. Researchers have utilized these markers to isolate both immature and mature endothelial cells based on the kinetics of their expression during embryoid body differentiation. CD34, for instance, is considered an early marker for human endothelium. It is prominently expressed by surrounding endothelial cells that form voids within one-month-old human embryoid bodies. The early organization of CD34 positive cells reveals two distinct arrangements, typical three-dimensional vessel formation and a cryptic arrangement that is somewhat challenging to associate with the conventional vessel formation pattern. 
However, elongated cells staying positive for CD34 represent endothelial cells, while round ones typically denote hematopoietic cells. I see. CD31 is also recognized as an endothelial cell surface marker. Are there CD31 positive cells present in human embryoid bodies? Yes, CD31 is indeed highly expressed by both immature and mature endothelial cells. In another model, CD31 expression becomes evident around day 4 of embryoid body differentiation, reaching its peak around day 14, coinciding with the formation of vascular networks. Both CD31 positive and CD34 positive cells in cultures and in vivo have demonstrated the ability to generate endothelial growth with typical rearrangements. During the early organization of CD31 positive cells, typical three-dimensional vessel formation is observed. At this stage, a few round cells also express CD31, likely early hematopoietic progenitors. It's important to note that these markers are not exclusive to the endothelial lineage. During the initial stages of human embryonic stem cell differentiation or embryoid body maturation. For instance, CD34 can also identify hematopoietic progenitors. Therefore, developing more complex isolation systems based on combinations of several markers and their expression levels is crucial. This complexity underscores the need for comprehensive examination and evaluation of various vascular markers during spontaneous differentiation, particularly for further research in human vasculogenesis. In addition to spontaneous differentiation, there's also induced differentiation for human embryonic stem cells. What are the methods used to encourage specific vascular differentiation of human embryonic stem cells? There are four primary approaches, often involving a combination of several endothelial derivation techniques. The first approach is genetic manipulation, which includes gene targeting techniques like knock-in and knock-out of specific angiogenic receptors and associated transcription factors. The second approach is the addition of well-defined angiogenic and hematopoietic factors to cell cultures. The third approach involves culturing differentiating cells on matrices that are known to support vascular cell growth. Lastly, the fourth approach entails culturing differentiating cells alongside specific stromal cell lines that can promote vascular differentiation. Could you elaborate on the specific manipulations employed in studies to induce differentiation? In certain studies, human embryonic stem cells were subjected to specific manipulations to induce differentiation. For example, some researchers seeded these cells on semi-solid methylcellulose media, while others allowed the cells to naturally differentiate in a specialized medium for 14 days on type for collagen matrices. These methods were successful in inducing vascular differentiation from human embryonic stem cells. The culture conditions with collagen type 4 induced the expression of various molecules, including all vascular endothelial growth factor isoforms, growth factors, and CD31 markers specific to endothelial cells. Some of the differentiated cells formed muscle vascular arrangements that expressed smooth muscle alpha-actin. 
Additionally, single-cell suspensions of human embryonic stem cells were used to induce a more defined population, with the majority of surviving cells expressing specific endothelial and endothelial hematopoietic markers. Cytokines were administered to induce lineage-specific differentiation. For instance, treatment with vascular endothelial growth factor led to the maturation of cells into endothelial cells. The ability of progenitor populations to form different hematopoietic colonies was also observed. When these differentiated cells were seeded in 3D collagen and matrigel, they formed and sprouted tube-like structures. Endothelial subpopulations could be derived through cell sorting based on the expression patterns of various markers. A complex multi-step induction system resulted in the dynamic expression of various markers. Thank you for providing those details. How does the co-culture strategy enhance the frequency of endothelial cells during the maturation of human embryonic stem cells? The co-culture strategy involves culturing human embryonic stem cells on murine bone marrow-derived feeders. When a bone marrow-derived stromal cell line is present, it enhances the angiohematopoietic cell differentiation of human embryonic stem cells. Other murine bone marrow cell lines or yolk sac endothelial cell lines did not yield the same results. Endothelial cell subpopulations originating from bone marrow-derived stromal cell lines can be isolated and further enriched in culture or subjected to various transplantation assays for morphology analysis and vasculogenesis evaluations. Researchers have been focused on identifying the necessary stimuli for endothelial differentiation, and so far, two factors have been described, vascular endothelial growth factors and mechanical forces. However, obtaining large quantities of high-purity endothelial cells for cell transplantation research and characterization remains challenging. I see. Could you provide a summary of the research on human vascular progenitor cells? Certainly. Substantial progress has been made in our understanding of human developmental vasculogenesis. Extensive studies have been conducted on vascular remodeling in human embryos and human embryonic stem cell-derived endothelial cells. However, there are still important areas that need further exploration. These include understanding the regulation and mechanisms of differentiation, the potential for induction in culture, and the development of efficient scaling-up procedures. Most importantly, immunologic studies are crucial for clinical prevention and therapy of vascular disorders, particularly those based on cell transplantation or tissue engineering strategies. Thank you for the comprehensive overview and your valuable insights. It's been a pleasure talking with you once again. We'll conclude our discussion here, and I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Likewise, have a great day.